What type of economic data can we be looking at to help us plan for effective fundraising? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakavich from the Fundraising School. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by the Associate Dean of Academic Programs, have to get that title in, Dr. Patrick Rooney, who has decades of experience in following the economy and helping us know what type of data we can utilize for our fundraising planning. And Patrick, thanks for being back with us on these podcasts. Sure, uh, and you know, when we get ready uh, each day, we wonder about the weather forecast. Should we bring the umbrella? Do I need a coat? There are some data from the economy that can function in the same way as we plan for fundraising. Absolutely, Bill. So there's a lot of factors that affect how people think about their giving and corporations and foundations. But the factors that we've found to be the most predictive of changes in giving behaviors are for households, the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. And we use that as a proxy of wealth. And so uh, we know it's not a perfect measure of wealth, but we have a very long data history for it. And it's more volatile than some other forms of wealth, but it's highly predictive. And so if the stock market's growing and we find it's, it's not the within year variation, it's the year over year, so December to December variation that matters. And I know you have others, but let's stop there. You talked about volatility. We're not talking about the Dow. That's 30 stocks. We're not right. talking about the Russell, which has a lot of smaller stocks. Right. We choose the S&P for a reason. Why? Yeah, so the S&P 500 has a fair amount of diversity in terms of its uh, base of stocks that it has, and it also has a little bit of immunity to the uh, wherewithal from international shocks that is, uh, that, you know, that hits the Dow harder. And at the same time, it looks more like the bigger firms yeah. than, uh, than the Russell indices. So it doesn't have huge swoops up or down because it generally are larger corporations. Uh, and when people hear that, like, so if the S&P is up 5%, in a given year. Does that mean fundraising is going to go up 5% the next year? Is it that direct? It's, it's not quite that direct, but it's pretty close. Mm. So for a, a one percentage change in the S&P 500 index, the, the following year, you're likely to see, like holding everything else constant statistically, a 0.99% wow. increase. So it's a very tight relationship between household giving and the S&P 500. So you don't have to be one of those cable TV guys who, you know, gets all crazy talking about each individual stock, but keep your ear to the ground on the S&P 500. Watch that trend and that can help you plan next year's fundraising. What else is on the list of economic indicators? Okay, so for uh, individual giving, of course, personal income matters, yeah. right? So the more income I have, the more confident I feel, the more wealth I have, the more confident I feel. And some, one of the things about the S&P 500, you may not be selling stocks to give, but if mm -hmm. your wealth is going up, you may give more aggressively out of your income. Similarly, if your income is going up, you feel more comfortable about making that larger gift. You feel more comfortable about renewing an annual gift at a higher level. You feel more comfortable about making a new pledge than you were if the, um, your, your income were stable or going down. Another factor is tax rates. So, mm -hmm. you know, changes in the top marginal tax rate have a negative effect if they go down on giving. So that's sounds like a perverse result mm -hmm. in economic terms, right? So normally we think go, tax rates going down is good for uh, incomes and things like that. But a tax price going down, tax rate going down, lowers 
um, the value of that deduction, which effectively raises the price of giving. Yeah. So if you become, if you're an itemizer and become a non-itemizer, which is a concern for this coming year, then that effectively raises the price of giving a dollar to a dollar. So we talk about personal wealth. There's also a report that comes out the final Tuesday of every month. So watch for it on Tuesday or that Wednesday, the Consumer Confidence Index. Uh, how is the Consumer Confidence Index related to the potential for fundraising? Yeah, so I think the Consumer Confidence Index is important to watch as kind of a backgrounder because it's, it's a more of a psychological factor. Um, as such, I don't give it as much weight, um, mm -hmm. but, but we do follow it. And when we have included that in our statistical analyses, it usually turns out to be not very important statistically when you have these other measures in there. Now, if you were just looking at it on its own, it's kind of like the S&P 500. If you look at it just on its own, it may have um, some predictive power, but it's, but it's actually what's really going on, income, wealth, and the price of giving, i.e. taxes, that really matter the most for household giving. Because consumer confidence index is how I feel, how I perceive, right. how I think. But that said, if that's going up in a positive direction, maybe I feel I have more wealth, more money, and perhaps could become more charitable. Right, right. So, you know, things like unemployment rate, mm -hmm. things like housing prices and all those, they all affect that consumer sentiment. And they also affect, you know, they have indirect effects on giving in the sense that, um, if, if consumer sentiments is rising, it's probably reflective of what's going on in the overall economy and so on. But it's a little more volatile in the sense that it can overreact to good news and bad news. What about the uh, quarterly report we hear about gross domestic product, the GDP number? Does fundraising tend to, if GDP goes up, is that good for fundraising? If it goes down, should we be worried? What do we see in that regard? Yeah, so GDP is um, not predictive of household giving, but it is predictive of corporate giving. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what we see is um, corporations generally give a budgeted share of their pre-tax corporate profits. So, and you know, maybe a corporate policy of 1%, maybe a half a point, and maybe 10%. But what we see over the last 40 years is most corporations are giving um, just under one point of their pre-tax corporate profits. Growth in GDP is also predictive of corporate profit. So we see those two variables as two of the most important predictors of corporate giving. Of course, changes in corporate tax rates change the price of corporate giving as well. Right. Unlike individuals, we think that corporate tax rates play a smaller impact on changes in corporate giving because corporations are giving for many reasons. They want to be seen as legitimate members of their community. They want to be seen as thought leaders. They want to be seen as giving back to the communities that help them create their income and wealth and, and the, the jobs in the community. Patrick, some of the other data that are reported on a regular basis, the unemployment rate. And, you know, first of all, one unemployment rate is reported. The federal government actually has six. Right. Uh, that, and only one gets reported. Right. And then we hear about average wage growth from one month to the next. And they're not right. kind of related. Do I have a job and what am I being paid? Are those data points we should be watching as fundraisers? I think that those are kind of secondary things that um, unemployment rate is, is uh, kind of captured and explained in the S&P 500 and the personal income so that, and for corporations and the, and the corporate profitability, it certainly has an indirect effect. You know, when, when unemployment is up to 10%, people start, even if they're not unemployed, they become more worried yeah. about becoming unemployed. Right now, we're, what, you know, 3.9% or so, 
you know, below what a lot of people think is uh, full employment or the yeah. natural employment rate, and that would tend to push wages up. And so people, I think, are thinking, yeah, I've got a job, and if I lose this job, I can get another one easily. And we've been talking mostly about individuals uh, because 85 to 90 percent of charitable giving comes from individuals. When you think of gifts to donor advised funds as well, of course, as bequests. But let's highlight just quickly foundations and corporations. Sure. With foundations, we go back to the stock market. When the right. stock market is up, those foundations have their money in the market. Right. They have a 5 percent payout rate. By definition, I didn't have to take a lot of math in college to understand they're required to give away more dollars. And then with the corporations, there's always these uh, corporate profit reports that come right. out quarterly. Help us understand that aspect. Yeah, well, you're exactly right about the foundation grant making. So foundations are paying out 5% of their asset base. Not all of their asset base is necessarily in stocks, but in some cases it is 100% stock based. But even when it's diversified, if the stock market's going up, then that's a pretty good proxy for what's going on mm -hmm. with other assets. Um, for corporations, uh, the, as the economy is growing, as GDP grows, we're going to see growth in corporate giving. As corporate profitability grows, we're going to see growth in corporate giving as well. So those are really important predictors. Even if corporations stay at 1%, it's 1% of a larger number and therefore more dollars can be donated. So here's okay. the deal. Donors give for a lot of reasons. There are so right. many different motivations why donors give. And as fundraisers, you need to be able to understand what those motivations are. And also, as you hear this wonderful conversation with one of the world's top experts on these data, don't feel like you need a business degree or an economics degree. Think about this like the weather forecast, right? So we start the day, we wonder, should I grab the umbrella or not? Should I grab the sweater or not? Just keep an eye on the business page, on the radio, on the television, wherever you consume uh, information, to just be watching the stock market and consumer confidence and GDP and you know, it's just some of these larger data points that again are not guarantees, but can help you forecast in the future uh, as you plan your fundraising over the next 12, 18, 24 month window. And of course, these are the type of data that are available on our school's website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Click on the research tab and Patrick and his research colleagues have plenty of information there. We embed this information into all of our courses at the fundraising school. You can find those on the website as well. We have quarterly webinars, these weekly podcasts. We can bring custom training right to your organization. Again, that website, philanthropy.iupui.edu. Now you're up to date on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.